0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to my review of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which may be the movie that you're looking at today when you see the box office charts for this weekend and going. Hey, what's that? And you know, I don't blame you, because even last week when I was doing charts, I was going over the different movies that were coming out, and on my list of things, which I grabbed from one of the websites that I get information from, Jujutsu Kaisen was not listed, which it should have been, because it is one of the widest anime releases ever here in the United States. I think wider even than the Demon Slayer movie was last year, and it's one of the biggest opening weekends for an anime movie. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is from director Sung-Hoo Park, who directed several episodes of the anime television series this is his feature directorial debut and the movie is a prequel for the show Jujutsu Kaisen which has wrapped up its first 24 episode season you can watch it here on the US on Crunchyroll and also on HBO Max I finished the first season of the show before I went to see the movie just in case there were some things that I needed to know even though I knew that it was a prequel and it turns out that I didn't really need to watch the show all the way through there are some things that you'll appreciate a little bit more if you have seen all of the show, and I'll talk about that in just a minute. But if the barrier to you going to see this movie is that you're afraid you're not gonna know what's going on, you don't really have to worry about that because all of the important information is in the film as well. The basic premise for both the show and the movie is that the world is full of monstrous curses, which are generated by all of humanity's negative energy. These curses, which most people can't see but which can inflict pain or death on humans, can only be fought with cursed energy or cursed weapons, which are wielded by Jujutsu Sorcerers, who are specially trained to protect humanity and can see and fight these curses. Jujutsu High is a specialty school in Tokyo, sort of the Xavier Institute for Sorcerers, which recruits young, prospective Jujutsu Sorcerers and trains them in fighting curses. Now, the television show follows a young sorcerer named Yuji, who is also the host to a mega curse named Sukuna. But that's not relevant to this movie, really, at all. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero follows a teenager named Yuta Okotsu, who cannot wield cursed energy, but has acquired a powerful curse companion named Rika. Rika is no ordinary curse, either. She is capable of great power and destruction, and acts as Yuta's protector. Intrigued by Rika and Yuta's seeming ability to control her, Jujutsu Sorcerer and Sensei Satoru Gojo recruits Yuta to attend Jujutsu High. Gojo is also a regular character on the television show, as are Yuta's classmates. Toge Inumaki, who is able to use his voice to fight demons and only speaks in ingredients of rice balls in order to protect his friends. Maki Zenin, a member of a legendary sorcerer clan who isn't able to see curses on her own. But can wield cursed weapons to fight them. And Panda. He's a talking panda. Like the television series, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is adapted from manga source material, and I think that it was really smart to choose this particular story as the first movie for the franchise. Because Yuta is new to the world of curses, the movie is able to fold in the expository information that Yuta needs in a way that also fills in the blanks for anyone in the audience that may not have seen the TV show in a way that I think that existing fans of the source material won't find forced or unnecessary. Much like the backstory on our heroes, the movie's villain also doesn't require deep knowledge of the lore. Suguru Gato is an exiled sorcerer who is this universe's version of Voldemort. He's a powerful curse user who wishes to use his powers not to help regular people, but to wipe non-sorcerers off the face of the planet in order to establish a society of the powerful. Gato collects curses for this purpose and sees in the super curse Rika a power that could wipe humanity off the planet once and for all. This all builds up to a big third act battle featuring thousands of curses, dozens of sorcerers, and a seemingly unwinnable showdown between Jujutsu High School's newest student and its most infamous and perhaps powerful alumnus. Much like Demon Slayer, the movie Mugen Train did last year, or at least last year here in the United States, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero takes the best parts of the television show and amplifies them to the next level for the movie. While I enjoyed Demon Slayer's first season and have since enjoyed the second season, which premiered here domestically earlier this year, I'm a little more on the fence about the Jujutsu Kaisen series. The first half of the season really hooked me, but it started to lose my attention in the second half as the show wandered further from its main premise, introducing several new characters and often becoming what I found to be a series of ultimately inconsequential fight scenes. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero actually employs what hooked me on the show in the first place, which is an appealing lead character in a seemingly unwinnable situation. And I actually think that Yuta is a stronger lead character than the show's Yuji. He's more tragic, more relatable, and more vulnerable. And his connection to Rika is revealed to be a product of childhood tragedy, seemingly linking them forever. And Yuji's desire to rid himself of the curse is less about exercising an actual curse and getting rid of an emotional one. thematically, this also gives the movie great emotional heft and it earns the sort of hyper emotionality that you see in a lot of anime movies and TV shows, but it's not all sad and depressing or even violent. There's a lot of humor in this film as well. Sensei Satoru Gojo, who was already a standout in the show, really shines here in the movie and provides some great comic relief and the best look yet at the great power he's able to unleash when needed. And the jujutsu high first years also get more of the spotlight, with each given their own fight scenes and opportunities to feature their special skills. The animation as expected is beautiful and the action scenes are dynamic and visually interesting. What could be empty sound and noise is instead appealing as each curse or evil sorcerer wields their cursed energy in different ways to different results. The finale is suitably epic, yet it doesn't lose track of the emotional story at its center. And while, yes, the movie is setting up a few things that are coming down the road, it also feels like it's its own standalone adventure and its own standalone story, despite a few different clues and hints that are dropped at future happenings. The world of anime has really exploded here in the United States in the past few years, and I think that streaming services have a big part to play. It's no longer about finding distribution in video stores, etc., which was the case certainly during the 80s and 90s. Here we have mainstream streaming services like Crunchyroll or even, as I said, HBO Max, which is carrying Jujutsu Kaisen, Netflix, which is carrying Demon Slayer here in the United States. These shows are now finding their way into everyone's living rooms on demand, not just just on late-night television, perhaps on Adult Swim or Cartoon Network, and I think that what we're seeing here is this growth in popularity as more people are able to access the shows, discover what they're really about, maybe drop that barrier of things being either subtitled or dubbed, and enjoy these shows for the stories that they tell. That's certainly been the case for me. I'd seen almost no anime up until a couple of years ago, but I've been able to watch a fair amount just in these last two years, in large part because they are so easily accessible now. You don't have to go hunting for them. They're good quality, and they're easy for people to find and recommend to me, which has been the case for Demon Slayer and this show as well. And on the theatrical distribution side, I'm glad that these big swings are being taken by Crunchyroll and Funimation with movies like Demon Slayer the Movie and Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. They're not just opening in the specialty box office. They're playing on one or 2,000 screens nationwide, and they're bringing in a lot of money. I think this is great, number one, because both of these movies are actually pretty good movies. They're not just soulless TV tie-ins. They're not a-, a bridge to get you hooked to watch the next season of the show. They're actual stories well-contained in and of themselves. And I would say that this movie is even more self-contained than Demon Slayer the movie Mugen Train, which I also really, really enjoyed. The other positive I think you can take away from this is that money is the universal language, and particularly in Hollywood. And the more anime films that open here in the United States and open well, I think that there are a lot of distributors that are finding out what many anime fans have been saying for decades now, which is that this is not uh, an art form that's just for kids. Yes, it's animation, but there are all different kinds of stories to tell. And if anime can become more successful and make it easier for the next Studio Ghibli film or the next film from the next Studio Ghibli to find widespread distribution and attention and acclaim, then I think that everybody wins. When it comes to Jujutsu Kaisen, it's a very big recommendation for me on the movie. I really enjoyed it. I'm still on the fence about the show itself. I don't know if I'm going to continue following it when it comes back for its next season, but stepping outside of that, this movie, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, I can definitely see myself returning to many times in the years ahead because it is a really, really good action, adventure, animated film with some real heart behind it. So that's a recommendation for me on Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Did you go see it this weekend? Did you look at the box office and say, what in the hell is that? Let me know down in the comments below. And thank you as always for watching me here on the channel. We have a big week coming up because the Oscars are on the horizon. I will be doing a series of reviews in the next week where I'm looking at different films that are nominated in different categories. I'll be reviewing all of the films up for Best Animated Feature together in one video. Some of them I've already reviewed. Most of them I've not. I'll also be reviewing all of the movies that are up for Best International Film in one video. I'll be doing my picks, personal picks, for the Academy Awards later this week before the Oscar ceremony on Sunday. And of course, I'll be recapping everything that happens at the Academy Awards one week from today also don't forget i've got charts with dan coming up this week i've also got movie reviews it's going to be a packed week here on the channel and don't forget if you don't catch all the videos here on youtube you can also check out my audio podcast network everything i do here on youtube goes to that podcast channel as well as some audio exclusives i also have an announcement coming up very soon about the return of my former podcast all my movies i'm finally working out the details on bringing that back i'm excited to talk to you about that a couple of other announcements coming up lots of great things in the pipeline thank you so much for watching stay safe out there and i'll see you next time bye